Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> That's a good pitch. Yeah, because then I like as well when I first started doing the shift, it was like really like mining my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was fine, but then like I don't know, it's just like oh, it's too much. So, but with the Patreon as well, you have like control over who's seeing it and stuff. So you're like, ah, this is grand. It is nice to not have like to at least take one of the variables out. That way is cool to not be like you know they're not sending it to employers or whatever you know. Yeah, and like I just work one like I I've always worked at bars, so employers are fine but also if i want to like bitch about them which i'm not going to as i love my my love my job but (laughs) um or i had like i don't speak to my mother and her side of the family she like tried to get me cancelled and stuff off my podcast so it's oh incredible that's uh, yeah (laughs) that is i i feel like i mean i i talk a little shit about my family uh and and stand up too but no one for the most part no one cares my grandpa ghosted me uh at a wedding after my letterman <laughs> but that was but that was about it nothing no one trying to get me canceled I don't even know what they'd get me canceled from really but well this they tried to get me canceled from an agent that doesn't actually work me so I was like thanks for thinking <laughs> I'm more successful than I am and they said well, I said also mission oh, accomplished mission pre-accomplished yeah I guess. yeah yeah exactly they're like well we won't want to have to deal with this drama but they also said mm. I said stuff I didn't say and it's like on a podcast so I think they were just like they're just like mafia and not in the land of logic and freak out but like my yeah. dad's great I talk about like a lot of my comedy is based off him and it's so funny years ago he came over and I was probably I don't know like I feel like this was like three or four years ago and I was doing that transplant show and three comedians didn't turn up. So I had to do 30 minutes. So I did like, oh I had to do, yeah, and I had to do like a lot of the material about him. But like I had it recorded. I must see if I have this video anywhere. But like I was doing a joke about him shoot my cat and my cousin was beside him. And she was like, is that true? And he was like, yeah. But that video was like beside <laughs> it and you can hear him just go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards he was like, Do you have to keep telling people I shot your cat? And I was like, Yeah, because it's really funny. So Yeah, Dad, it works. So, you know, I feel like that is the thing. My dad my dad, my parents are divorced, and uh I my dad likes the idea of comedy and like he's always lived here in New York, but um he it doesn't matter how I'm talking about him. He just likes to be spoken about, you know, like I think he enjoys he's like I can be talking about him like not being there as uh, when I was a kid. And he's like, that's me. He's talking about he's talking yeah. about me. I'm the dad. Yeah, know? that's I feel like that's how my dad feels as well, because even with the cat, he was like, oh, you should just t- like let them know that I gave him tuna before I shot him and stuff. And I was like, I don't <laughs> think that makes him better. But he'll, but he'll be like, oh, yeah, like I can't believe you're talking about me. But you know what you should say? And then you'll have this. <laughs> like other bits so he like secretly loves it oh totally well that's good that's less trouble at least for you Mm -hmm. 
yeah he's very um he's very relaxed thank god um so yeah at least one of them is cool i'd say like just well that's that's why the patreon is so nice because i can kind of just go i can always delete this you know i have full control Mm. over it um yes and then if i say something really wild like with the patrons i'll be like i know who you are now so if you go and like (laughs) if i ever make it and you're like well she said this wild stuff and it's not like i would ever said anything bad but one patreon did message me and was mad because she felt i was like ugly shaming a guy but in context and I think maybe she maybe missed on this part, but um, it was because I was getting all these messages about how I didn't have a fat enough arse. And like, I'm tiny. So my arse is as fat as it can be unless I were to get up at 6 a.m. every morning and start doing like 20. And I don't have time for that. Life. No, and that's a it's a very targeted thing to have to make a lot bigger without making other things bigger, yeah. too. That's not typically how it works. You know, that would have yeah. to be your whole life. Yeah. I also just saw um, this ad. This is like a side note to this, but I just saw um, this TikTok and they were showing how they behind the scenes of them doing like a workout ad. And there was this hot model, model but they put butt pads in her arse. And like my, my friend, she's um, she lives in Sydney, which has like an amazing arse. And she's like also like like got like a figure that's nearly impossible but like they she works hard at it every morning she gets up at 6 a.m and they had to like build this girl from fake bits to because it's really hard to have that body it's nearly it's unnatural you know um no it's cartoon stuff yeah it's there's an extraordinarily tiny percentage of the world that's born with even the ability to do that like even if they put the full the full effort in because there's like i mean there's like there's pro wrestlers and like general athletes i know who are like very like work out every day it's their whole life but they're just a bit soggy like you know like they just they just can't get that buff even if they are tremendously in shape and strong like there's certain people who just like physically it's the gifts you're given you know you're just not gonna look like that and that's what I said about this guy because I kind of thought as well like there's a lot of expectation on women and look it's it's starting to become men as well when you see them putting all their like hot pics on Instagram but oh sure yeah helpful now yeah yeah for most of our it was like women and it it, it was this person who said this to me I was like you could work on your arse you know you could work on a lot and that's yeah. just like I was just trying to point out that we're very quick to judge people when we don't like you know we're not all gods ourselves was that the that was what was supposedly the ugly shaming mm-hmm the fuck out of here with that that's I, it he started I it, it i said he crawled out of a swamp <laughs> sure i'm sure there were like, other supporting details the <laughs> yeah. were like we've heard you argue this multiple times it's gonna stick with me until i die but <laughs> yeah just you know internet life um well you know what i want to talk to you about because um you're in a long-term relationship right yes you're yeah married. quite yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i've been married so I've been married uh, for eight now, uh, but we've been together for nineteen. So uh, it's a lot. A lot of the years I've I've done really, you know. Uh, it's we we met in college, and then so we've been together since I was twenty, um, and since she was twenty as well. So we've been together since then. But yeah, I uh, I proposed on about the nine year anniversary. We got married on about the eleven year anniversary, and then it's been eight since then. So you proposed when you were 32? I proposed, I guess, at 29, got married at 31. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And how do you find that, like, 
obviously only share as much as you want but in sure. like you know like new york it's a lot of committophobes and here you are you're like the definition of commitment are you guys monogamous yeah yeah <laughs> we we are and it's uh i mean i guess you know for <laughs> 2020 was very easy for uh, for uh, for monogamy i think but uh yeah but that's that's been the deal since we started like since we got together um we you know and it's like i i do th- i think we were kind of like we were together for nine years before I proposed, but she never brought it up once. She never brought up me proposing or getting or when would we get engaged or anything, which I think a lot of people find hard to believe. And especially I find it's funny during those years too the amount of uh, of unasked for advice I'd get from like perpetually single <clears throat> and not even like dating that much dude comedians who are like, no, but she's thinking this, bro. I'm like, I've lived with a woman for seven. I trust me when I say I might have a better idea than you. And she like, yeah, so she never brought it up. And we talked about it afterwards or, you know, after after I proposed, there were a lot of people that were like, well, you know, you were in Vegas, uh, which you love on your anniversary. So, of course, he was going to. And Jamie was like, we've we've gone places before. Like, he doesn't just do nice stuff when we're going to do a proposal like we've done that stuff otherwise. So I think both of us just kind of felt like we were um even when we were dating, it didn't feel like we were like looking, you know what I mean? Like it, it didn't feel like we were waiting to see if we liked each other. We already did, you know, and then I guess treated the engagement as more of a lifetime achievement award as opposed to a best new artist situation, you know, where it's just like we felt married for a while already. So I like that. And that shows a lot of security on both of your ends. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and it's like, because we moved here together um, as part of it. And we and we have a, an extremely similar group of, like our group of best friends is extremely overlapping. Like it's a lot of college people. And we met doing a TV show in college together that she was already on. I took it over and I was hosting it and running it. And that was like, we obsessed on doing this. That was our whole college experience. And then, uh, so we were both, you know, we were always going to move to New York anyway, you know, New York or LA, I guess, but preferred New York. And um, yeah, I mean, I think we're just, we're both lucky that the other person sort of understands the weirdness of the other one's job. She's a comedy writer and does like voice acting and stuff too. Um, And we just like sort of lived in our tight friend group. We had roommates even beyond when we were married for a little bit. So we lived with uh, that group a lot. And I think that probably helped as far as like being secure with each other, I guess. Yeah, no. And how did you stop from when you were saying like comedians given unsolicited advice? How did you stop sure. from that causing like intrusive thoughts? Because I think that affects a lot of relationships where someone else nearly invents a problem for you. Totally. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Where you you sort of it's a way into a conversation with your significant other where it's like, well, a friend said this. So how about how about that? I think like what well, my wife is like, uh, I, I don't know, she's she will probably not bring up an issue unless you like really have to like she does not. She's very, you know, go with the flow uh in a way that that i think probably is also you know it can be good and bad right and like and i and i i'm sure there's a lot there's a lot about me that's that's that way too you know um but yeah i i don't know i think also it was uh <laughs> in terms of like 
not having questions from fellow dude comedians uh, spinning me off in any way. It was like it, a lot of a lot of consider the source stuff for me, you know, and uh, uh, another comedian named Dan St. Germain has said, I, I think like I has said about me that whenever he sees me, he feels like it's his older brother coming to get him out of trouble. Yeah. And uh, like even we're the same age and everything. But I think I just tend to be I, I've just always been like a little older seeming and um, yeah so I mean I, I feel like with those people I, I, I don't know we we j- we had like an, an alarmingly few amount of issues especially through our 20s I guess you know like it just wasn't she's not a very dramatic person and neither am I and and we were I guess we were very lucky that way and what how did you guys first meet you met in college Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was already, so we both went to college for TV basically. And she uh, was on this TV show uh, at Ball State University in Indiana. And she chose it because it seemed like the lowest pressure, like no one cared. She just didn't want anyone to notice her. She just wanted to, you know, hold the camera and hang out. And then when I showed up, I was a very like kind of aggressive and ambitious uh, college freshman and I was like, all right, there's a host on this show. I'm going to win the host audition. Then I'm going to take over the show. I'm going to make it uh, like a late night talk show, SNL hybrid. And uh, we're going to go nuts on it. And I did all that. And then she is an extremely gifted writer. So we would hold like elections at the end of the year where the staff would vote on who would get to be the writer producers for the next year. So I did that show for a year and we almost never spoke, even though she was on the staff. And then the next year she was... Uh, a writer producer and then we started spending all our time together and she was number two in command on the show before we we were like we both stayed in town over the summer um after a year of being very good friends um and almost no one else was around during the summer we spent you know all our time together and then we both basically blacked out on tequila and messed around on a couch and that so our couch anniversary is in August of 02. And that was uh, that was it kind of. So it's like that's we were very good friends for a year who worked together all the time. And then, uh, you know, got fucked up on a couch and fooled around. And and that, that, that was it. I love when it's friends first because you've already passed a lot of like you kind of know, you know who the person is, you know what their morals is. It's mm-hmm. easier, I find. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. And there's less like faking your personality. Right. Yeah. Like. Like, it's less like putting out because you can't really, you know, when you've helped each other, you've seen each other blacked out already. You've and you've worked together a lot. Like, I feel like there's less of that. I think it's a thing where it uh, sort of I think very frequently the best first date is one you don't know is a date in in a way. Right. Yeah, That's so true. That was the same for me and my boyfriend. Now. It wasn't a date it was the first time we hung out my friend was there as well because I wasn't sure because I've known him for years and I was just kind of yeah. you know and then she was when we left she was like oh I was like I think I have like a bit of a crush on him and she was like oh he's not your type at all Casey <laughs> <laughs> that's funny would you was she say, and that was was she saying that do you think because of like other guys she'd seen you date yeah, or yeah. Like, it was probably yeah, okay. more of a compliment to him to be honest <laughs> she <laughs> sure. doesn't like anybody updated but she was like no I couldn't see that and right then... he's okay he's a decent guy <laughs> like what are you do you don't want that yeah exactly pretty much um and then the next night I was with two of my comedy girlfriends and I was like 
uh, oh, I have like a crush on him and they know him and they're like, oh, he's so nice and sweet. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, though. <laughs> I don't know if that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. A list of things that are objectively good and being like, but I what if I choose not to? What yeah. if I choose against this actively good thing? Yeah, I just so, been used to dating like really um, mental or dramatic or even like kind of like I had dated like kind of I don't know, just like we diff, just very different. He's just very wholesome, I guess. And then sure. that they were like, just invite him out for drinks with us because it's like a comedy hang. And they were like, we're going home early so you can kind of suss it out. And that was it. They went home early and we stayed drinking at the bar. It's like 5 a.m. And look at this. What yeah. a what a group effort what a good that is see that's that's good genuinely good wing womaning where yes. it's like it's not being too intrusive i don't think like it's a nice it's a group setup letting you know the score early and and it's an easy out if you decide you don't want to you know like uh hang out so a hundred percent because i like what you say where if it's not a date but it's just a hang um, and especially if you already know them, then there's kind of no expectations that you can kind of feel it out as you go along and feel if you are. Because there's sometimes, you know, when you're friends with someone and then you start to get an attraction, you're like, shite, is this an attraction or am I being like, am I just having a moment? Sure. So that, you always have to, especially when they're in your world, they want to consider all those things too, because that's more scary. You're going to see them around, you know. You right. But yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that was, and I think that for uh, for us was definitely a thing where when we did get together we weren't like public about it immediately because we had all the same best friends and we had all and I guess that you know that can happen when it, in, in any sort of college or school situation where everybody knows everybody but we were like you know on the show we're spending every minute of our our weeks together so we're like all right if we broke up this would be logistically difficult beyond this and for other people it would really bum other people out uh too so yeah that, I, I think in, in dating another comedian because your, your your boyfriend is a comedian as well right yeah he's a comedian yeah so it, exactly it's like you're just going to be seeing it's like it is not inconceivable that you could any comedian could just see several exes per per show in a week you know like to just or see them at least hanging out at shows so that makes it more difficult but yeah and i yeah. think another thing about the not like uh you know the not having it be a date date right off the bat is like sometimes if it is a date, you find yourself trying to be like, okay, let me try to get some feelings about this, you know, where you're trying to be like, all right, I'm trying to, I'm throwing the idea of being attracted into the mix here. And if you're not in, if it's not as much a date, you can sort of like feel attracted as opposed to like decide to be attracted, you know? Yes. Yes. And then if you kind of feel like, Oh no, I'm not really into this. You'd be like, well, that was a fun hang. See you yeah. in a few weeks. <laughs> exactly. And that's fine. And it's, and then that's not even any rejection, which is lovely. Yeah. And one thing as well from like, so what my boyfriend did that was really nice. And he's like advised his friends to do this and they don't think it's like cool. He, they're also like kind of younger. But uh -huh. he asked at the end, he was like, am I feeling the vibe? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Which was kind of nice because I it would have been really awkward if he had just went in for the kiss and maybe like, God, no, I've had a friend who I was hanging out <laughs> with. And he like he we were hanging out and he texted me being like, so can I kiss you now? And I was like, no, we're just friends. And he was like, totally read that wrong. <laughs> yeah, which is I mean, at least that's that's that seems like a good way to that was good to ask yeah. and, ex and then like I mean it's awkward but also there's just there's like, kissing's fucking awkward like kissing yeah. <laughs> like a first kiss I I am not and I've 
I've always been an extraordinary coward about a first kiss. Like I do, I cannot to my own, to my detriment, I always assumed this is a no, no matter what. And then would very frequently, you know, enough times would be like, no, you idiot, you were supposed to. But I think that's like a guy, I, I think that is a pressure guys put on themselves is to like know exactly when to make the move and to be cool. But it is like, I, I certainly never mastered that. So I think asking is great. And people will be like, oh, no, that's geeky or whatever. That's goofy. I'm like, no, that's even with the guy texting me. It was great to be able to be like, I'm like so glad he didn't like lean in. That would have been awful. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my God, that would have been way worse. And then for the women listening as well, I also think it's important to be like, um, like, do you want to kiss me if you're feeling? But I did that as well one time with a friend, and he was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> which... And I was like, "Whoa, I read that wrong." <laughs> yeah, which is completely. I mean, everyone's read something wrong at some point. Yeah. But also, as a guy, I would so appreciate that too. And like, as a guy, appreciate like that. That would be a great question to get. From uh, if, especially especially if the answer is yes, but also like, you know, I it's that's better than having a girl go in for it and have yeah. to physically be like, oh, this isn't. I'm sorry, this isn't happening. Which obviously women deal with much more of that than than I ever have or or guys do in yeah. general. But um, yeah, I think a question is nice, and also just the the vibe about like, oh, I don't know how cool it is. Man, being cool does not matter like ultimately I d- like being cool about any of this stuff does not I think mostly matter you know yeah well like well to say about the kissing thing um most people will just kiss because they don't want to embarrass so you know you've like forced me to tongue you the amount of times I've kissed guys just because they've let when I was younger and they leaned in when I was like oh it'd be just easier to kiss them than to have to sure. reject them which is oh awful so yeah. that like asking is so much better and then secondly the being cool I've always found when guys try to be cool it's like and even when women like any of us try to be cool when you're trying you're not being cool because it's now, like fake le- and forced oh the least cool thing is to attempt to be cool that it like by definition you are immediately a dork like if you are trying to be cool and if you're and i think it just being it sounds after school especially but like just being sincere and like honest about things and just like even saying if you're feeling nervous or feeling weird about something i think that is much cooler because it's also i think it can also be in a good way kind of startling for the other person to be like wow this person's saying the things that are actually happening that we both feel in some way in the atmosphere but you know but when you think about being cool it's like i'm supposed to ignore this and just get it i'm just supposed to pitch a perfect game and get everything exactly right uh you know at every step along the process yeah and I think it's yeah I think it's more attractive to be like you said like be honest but also then it's like you're checking in with the other person and a lot of the time like you can totally think oh we're on the same wavelength even just with like friends like I've had friends Mm -hmm. before be like oh you like been like odd and me be like hey what happened and they're like oh you said that it kind of upset me and I was like I actually did not mean what like they heard because whatever I said maybe it's a cultural difference like just being from Ireland and I just said something and they hear it different because of different use of words or or else they were just like picked up my tone wrong or maybe I delivered it wrong so just checking in and then being like oh Jesus like I'm glad now and that's the same in like so in any situation just being like 
what's going on like or you know I, I think you can really be you can really be vibing differently you think you're vibing but you can be vibing differently. <laughs> you think you're vibing and then the other person is running away sending you texts telling <laughs> you then, to go home and then they yeah. say god no <laughs> <laughs> dear lord stop it uh <laughs> no more tonguing <laughs> yeah that is yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, because you you can only help but see the world through your own lens. But sometimes your lens is weird. You know, sometimes your lens is like tilted in a different way because of just the day you've had or whatever. So I've definitely I've certainly had friends take things I said wrong just because they had a shitty day beforehand. And like everyone else has been everyone else, the way they've seen it in their world has has been negative towards them today. So they're just like filling in the blanks for me, you know, and sometimes and sometimes I, sometimes like I'm sure I have been shitty in a way I didn't realize. But also many times it's like, no, I swear to God, I was not thinking any of that. I, I understand I would also be mad if I was you and thought that. So it's so cool. But like it is yeah. nice to get the opportunity to, to like clear the air. Oh yeah. That. You're so I there's been so many situations where like even with my boyfriend, I have to go. Oh, am I like, is he, he's said something, but like, where's he coming from in regards before I like snap the head off him? Cause <laughs> that's a nice, that's a nice process to have a, yeah. a one, one beat check in. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to kind of like, look at yourself and be like, am I just getting uncomfortable because of my own insecurity? And sometimes, sometimes people want to argue. Sometimes you've had a bad day and you could come home and they could be like, I don't know they could say one thing and it, my dad always says the saying it's not what it's about and so like you have to just check in with yourself and be like am I just being irritable right now or am I being grumpy or is this a real thing because I've even I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before but I I'm very friendly and sociable and touch everybody and hug everybody like which is completely inappropriate in COVID time <laughs> oh, sure yeah. but it's a man it's a hard it's it's a hard way to figure out what the way back into this is yeah. too you know like even like job interview shit it's like what do you do you go for the pound do you I, I don't know it's, so awkward it, I always yeah. just go like when I see friends who I haven't seen in a long time and I don't know what their level of comfortability I'm like oh can we hug and if they're like oh no I'm a bit nervous I'll be like no worries so again just everybody asks for consent that's very nice yeah yeah, and it's fine. Like if they're not comfortable, no big deal. But I uh, remember, I can't even remember who this comedian was, but like months later, I think maybe I like booked them for a show and then they said to me, like, I thought you hated me. And I was like, I was like, I don't even, I think I just saw them at a show, saw they were funny. Like I wouldn't even have given them a thought right. in any given day. And I was like, why do you think that? And they were like, well, I was at New York and you were very quiet. You didn't say hi. And I was like, this is all you because, but yes. for him, I'm always very, hi, hello. But obviously that day I was just tired probably after work and was just sitting in the green room and didn't want to talk to anybody. But like it, for him, he was like, oh, she didn't go out of her way to say hi. Like she must be. And I'm like, I haven't even like that. That's, no. Yeah. And what uh, that would be such precision level passive aggression on your part too, to yeah, just yeah. be like, I'm going to direct my ignoring in this one way from a very communal situation and uh, yeah. yeah and I'm also like I'm friendly to so many people and I just like not it's like a politeness thing for me it's how I was brought up like my dad's very serious on you should mm -hmm. be polite but like I'd be saying hi to people and just like being nice and then go off and do my thing but like I wouldn't remember like I, I'm not they're not like sticking in my head as uh so like when he said that I was just like we're not like friends, you know, it's right. not like, we should be polite before, but we're not like, right. but I wouldn't even think of you enough to have a negative vibe yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. you know, I don't it's even... like, no, it's 
yeah, yeah. I'll assume good, but like, you know, it, yeah, th- this is no, nothing of substance has registered to this point for me to go either way on this. And yeah, yeah I'm sure, you know, I'm sure people think that about, about all of us. It's, it's, I guess it's good to not start thinking about how much be- people think of you after every interaction. I think, you know, most of the time people are thinking about themselves and not you, but I'm sure this happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, no one's ever really thinking of it. And even then, I remember I had this weird interaction with a comedian. I was, I was, I don't drink a lot and I was so drunk. I think it was at like one of Sean's parties, to be honest. Oh, I believe it. That's uh, <laughs> our friend Sean has a lot of, when he has a party, they are hard drinking parties. I've been at many of them and <laughs> I, I do drink a lot, but um, that's just, you know, that's just my, my default. Yeah, I used to, but I really slowed it down the past, like maybe five, six years. And in turn, I'm just not like not like able to hold my liquor too much. But I'm like, go crack and fun and no one's ever had an issue. But so that conversation, I was like, and I remember kind of like being like, what are we talking about? Why does he seem a little angry? So uh, I kind of sat on it for a while, but it was really bothering me. It was like living rent free. And my friend Brendan was like, just shoot my text because like, I'm sure you didn't, whatever, you know, you didn't mean anything bad and he might have taken it wrong, but he might have been joking and he just landed and the, wrong. And the fact that you're thinking about it. So I did, I just shot my text being like, I'm sure you're not even thinking about this, but it's like bothering me. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't even mention being drunk. I was just like, I hope mm-hmm. like everything was okay with that conversation and I, I didn't step out of line. And he was, and if I did, I'm very sorry. So I was just didn't want to use an excuse. Um, mm. And then he was like, oh, my God, no, no problem at all. Sometimes like the way I say things land wrong. And that was grand. And we vote every time we see each other, we hug. But it made me feel a lot better. And he was just like, yeah, not a not a problem. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. And like and uh, this is just not about him, but about uh, this could be about uh, anybody. But like also there, there's the uh, for some comedians, this uh, a slippery slope of like, oh, I'm 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 giving you shit. And it's like. Yeah, there's there's shit giving, but also the drunker somewhat anyone is the shit giving is just like, well, you're just being unpleasant now. <laughs> it's it's turned a corner, you know, and like I've had that happen to where it's like, I'm just busting balls. I'm like, no, it's nothing's funny yet. You got it <laughs> like or like when someone who doesn't know you well is busting balls. I'm yeah. like, you don't. That's you're just being an asshole now. You yeah. know, this is that happens so much. Me and Brendan were talking about that. But let's say like we'll do gas digital stuff and like I love doing that and I think it's very different to my personality and vibe so that's why sure, it's kind yeah. of fun because mm-hmm. they'll be like saying this wild shit and I'll be like I don't agree with anything you're saying <laughs> <laughs> I am putting on the record <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'll get like these messages and because I've done a lot of roasts and stuff and like same with Brendan people will be like messaging try and they're just trying to be and I just kind of laugh it off like or I don't even laugh it off I just ignore it but they're just trying to be involved and they're trying to roast too but they don't actually have the ability to do that so they'll just be yes. like haha you're ugly and it's like what <laughs> yeah that's, funny at all that's no funny. it's like that's not a that's not a joke yet you didn't finish the job and this, this is like <laughs> yeah. when I growing up my uh we were all, I'm the oldest of three boys raised, raised by a single mom and uh my middle brother both my brothers are funny now uh, especially but like my middle brother like was doing comedy for a little bit too he absolutely could have done it prof- professionally long term but he's doing something better for the world so good for him and then the youngest brother is a he, he's an ER doctor in Chicago and so he's same he, I'm really the only one not doing anything super helpful for for the world but like uh, the youngest one 
It's also part part of it was because he was the youngest, but trying to get a reaction out of our mom, like I'd say something, my mom would laugh a lot. My middle brother would say something, she'd laugh a lot. And the youngest would be like, yeah, you bitch. And we'd be like, no, that's not, that's not how you do this. But he was like a very young child. Like, and I think a lot of these like not good roasty comics can be like that, where it's like, you don't. You just don't understand the difference in what the reaction is here. You have to, you're just getting a a shock and not the laugh, you know? Yeah. When you have to say like, I'm joking as well. Like I've dated a lot of guys who would just say like really mean stuff. And I'm like, that's really mean. And they're like, I'm just joking. You're so sensitive. And it's like, no, you don't know how to write a joke. That's not a joke at all. You just said something nasty and laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which is meaner than saying something nasty and not laughing. Honestly, like that's even, even worse. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's also such a, a particular kind of like online person too, where it's just like, just being shitty. And like, I thought you could take a joke. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not even sad about this. I'm just letting you know this is not a joke. You're not funny. That that is this is this is you're just being mean and unpleasant in the world and thinking that's a joke, which it is not. You know, that's also a strange thing when they like. Let's say if I post a video of like a stand-up clip and it's like joking about being an immigrant, and then they're like, like fuck you, you immigrant, and they say something like, I don't know. One guy said, "Shut up, you potato n-word" to me, and I was like, oh, that is so strange and weird and like wrong but uh-huh. um, but stuff like that you know I get these comments and you'll be like I don't reply to them anymore but like maybe like when I first started and I'd be like oh, go away or like shut up or something I wouldn't say shut up but I'd be like okay or I don't know yeah. or, or if I didn't reply they'll be like thought you could take a joke and it's like well I've never said I can take a joke <laughs> like <laughs> well that's I a never... good thing to yeah that, <laughs> Ooh, that's a, a... <laughs> I can if it's a funny joke but even then I'm not on this did I say roast me did I say you know like I'm doing jokes and it says I'm a comedian and stuff but you're not you're just like uh like uh I don't know what you are like an accountant or a janitor yeah. or whatever your job is I haven't put up like yeah come roast me on this um no. I've never I can write them and put them up but like it's just a strange thing where they're like or they take offense to things that are like, I need, if I, like me being an immigrant, they're like, well, fuck you. You're like, why well, so weird? <laughs> yeah, well, th- I think that is that is a good point that I'm not sure I've heard before that like none of us ever said we could take a joke. <laughs> That's not part of the contract. The contract is giving. Like we do jokes. Yes, that happens. No, that, I mean, in fact, most of us very much cannot take a joke. Yeah. Uh, like maybe, you know, I, I maybe even worse than the general population uh, cannot t- take a joke in general. And I think like it is, I, I'm someone who like, uh, yeah, I absolutely, I don't buy the ball busting from someone I don't know, but a joke about me that is like rooted in truth and good, even if it's about something like very negative about me can be fucking hilarious. Like can be, can really kill me in a in a good way but it's like it has to be funny too otherwise yeah you're just being mean yeah I agree with you there's some like there's things that like when I do podcasts like especially if you do the gas podcast like that like Lewis will roast you a lot and I don't mind that because it's usually funny and it's playful and I know him so like Mm -hmm. when someone or if it's even a good joke on the internet and I'm like I think one time someone wrote oh and I have like a high forehead I know that 
But someone wrote like her hair is emigrating from her head. And I was like, well, that's funny. <laughs> that's a, Yeah, it's at least a joke. It is a yeah. joke. It is constructed I in some way. I appreciate the writing. <laughs> yes, I did a few episodes of like a roast uh, true TV show. The show Comedy Knockout is what it was called. And a lot of it was was roasty things there. So, yeah, I definitely got uh, joke re- forehead jokes about uh, calling me Rihanna or something who's like beautiful. So it doesn't really work. <laughs> as a joke uh i know she's a woman but <laughs> but yes uh but there would be like i think there was this one uh there was a joke about me not like like either not doing well or like i couldn't get a woman basically was mm-hmm. was the joke and i was just like i mean it's factually not true it's not based in anything <laughs> like and uh and i was like you know if i I'm married, but whatever. And they're like, oh, that doesn't prove anything. And I'm like, you've you these dorks have just never gotten a woman to fuck them twice. So they're yes. like, they think anything, it's like they are shocked by the fact that anyone like they're like, oh, you being in a relationship doesn't mean anything about you being able to get a woman. It's like, which is a gross phrase to even begin with, but uh it's like that. I'm like, I don't even it doesn't hurt me, it's just we're are ju- there's no reality here like what yeah. we're just like making up fictional things to make fun of you know I know I well two things on that first thing my boyfriend has a great joke about that and it's so funny because he's had five and he's like open about this in a stand-up but I think I'm maybe the sixth sexual partner um mm. but he's date like he's had a lot like long-term relationships and his friend one time was like you know I've fucked like 50 women and his joke is like that's not impressive to me yeah I've only had sex with five but they wanted to have sex with me again like these women yes. it's one night and they were like we never want to go back there <laughs> yes it's 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 getting repeated it's it, the guy's just getting his dick canceled over and over and over and over and you know people are resubscribing because they haven't read the yelp reviews on it yet yes, you know and but so they funny. yeah but they like it that is like it is a weird mindset where these guys are like no i'm i'm good romantically it's like you are very provably not like it yeah. could not, you know the, the evidence is out there I completely I would rather well like for me if I know a guy's been in a couple of relationships I'm like okay I know that he's going to be able to consistently over the years fuck me you know, <laughs> yes, right. you know when a guy some... is just like one and done you want to know and like always like that you want to know that when the sex time gets a little tough that you can be imaginative or you're going to be able to talk about it and that's right. only learned through relationships yeah, because it's a different, I mean, it's a different kind of world uh, as opposed to like the first time out drunk bang, you know, it's like that's, it's a different world when you're several years in, you know. Yeah, like you've probably never made a woman come 50 times. <laughs> yes. There's no over- woman come on the first time, like very rarely, unless it's a yeah. woman who's very sex positive and she's doing the work. <laughs> exactly. If she's taking care of everything, yeah. yes, maybe. But that is not you. I mean, if, if you allow her to, good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> but yeah, that is like, uh, I think that is a good that makes sense from both a guy and a girl perspective. Like if you've been with, with uh, at least anyone for any amount of time like several months whatever 
a year that's different from like oh yeah I just keep like hooking up with people it's like that's I don't know you're you're like playing a different sport than I am aware of at that <laughs> yeah, point yeah it's a sport that's so funny yeah. um also about the roasting every time I did the roast battle for like the stand or like there's that fight club one I did a few times as well but like I did a lot of them when it was at the stand and every time I was up against a guy and they would always say abortion jokes and like look I'm pro-abortion go get your abortions but I've never actually had an abortion and I'm probably worried that I may be infertile because I've taken a few risks <laughs> yeah <Ooh>. totally <laughs> but like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would give them like I'd be like I don't speak to my mother I was born from one night stand my dad shot my cat like really <laughs> I gave them and I had this list of like 21 questions and answers that I would send being like here's all this information and they'd be like she had an abortion and I'm like but I, d- I didn't were you so lazy you just recycle the so- same female joke Oh, it's tremendously lazy. It's it's extreme. They, I'm sure they are recycling the jokes. It's tremendously lazy. It is very funny that you say that about like worrying about being infertile because I've same thing. I'm like, even if birth control is 99% effective, I should have, I don't know, 10 kids or so. Like it should be like just doing the numbers on, on this. I Maybe I am. And if so, great, I guess to this point. But uh, yeah, like I think the dude thing, if you're like, <laughs> if you're, Relative, I think if you're relatively polite and you're not like a disgusting looking asshole, you get a lot of gay jokes in roasts. It's just like, this guy's gay. And I'm like, man, I don't, I'm very pro gay, but boy, I'm really not. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. And uh, after a couple of those roast things, I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, do I come off gay? And he was like, no gay person thinks you're gay. <laughs> that is, yeah, you're like, so that gay, is... you have a wife. Like, that's <laughs> the gay, really it's... gay. Oh, and there will be like comments online because like there, I had a TikTok clip of like a Marine called me gay. Uh, he made like, a, I said my dad was in the Navy and he made a joke. There was like a group of Marines in the audience. And then I like, I, I sl- slowed it down and like talked to him. I'm like, now what, what are we saying here? Do you want me to say it? You know, whatever. Uh, and yeah, he just, uh, it, it's like, I think it's like a panic move for a certain kind of dude to just like shout gay into the wilderness and like, and, and hope. And then I would get some comments under that where, uh, They'd be like, yeah, you know, but a lot of married dudes are gay. And I'm like, if you want to go through the world just thinking everyone on earth is gay, that's fine. But I I don't know what other evidence to offer you. It's just simply not the case. It's interesting as well. Like, I'm sure for that guy, I always feel like when they're like gay, I'm like, you're a little gay, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And it's like, and I don't, I, I don't typically like want to go straight to that. But I'm like, man, if you're thinking about it, yeah. If you're thinking about it this much, like you introduced it into the conversation. So it was bouncing around that brain. It's like, you know, I mean, it's, it, we don't have to get into this topic of a couple of weeks ago too much. But like for me, when Chappelle spends four specials talking about trans people and then on the fourth one is talking about it for over a half hour, I'm like, what do you want <laughs> to do with trans people, Dave? Like this, yeah. I got to tell you, I almost every day of my life, I don't think about trans people. And that's not even the most progressive thing. But like, I'm just not thinking about it. So I'm like, man, whatever it is, if you find yourself projecting these issues onto everybody, yeah, ask yourself a question. Because now that you say that, I'm, I, I'm thinking now like, oh, maybe he's angry. It wasn't an option for him when he was younger. And I think that's usually the thing. Like you look at all these like they were like oh my god all these white women in middle america voted for trump and i was like yeah because they don't want 
to know that they could have had a different lifestyle. They want to be like, no, I'm in the kitchen with my man. My man's at working. They don't yes. want to know. And like when they hear like women oh in New gosh. York City, like being independent, not tied down, maybe not having kids, they like that wasn't an option for them. So instead of being like, oh, I should tell my kids that they can live their life and have a they're like, it, it's too much. They're like, no, I don't want to know that this was insane with older weird men who are like get annoyed about gay men and it's like no you just <laughs> oh, wish yeah. you could have yeah tried it out and I think like as well with sexuality I think it's very like on a spectrum so like yeah I think if you're very like I'm not that I'm just like you don't like that's you don't know you haven't met everybody in the world <laughs> <laughs> sure being yeah being aggressive about any stance I think is like a is a bit of a tell you know it's like uh yeah i i am pro-gay in every way you could be without actually being gay but like it's it's not like a problem it's uh you know when when you get a roast joke about it or anything it's just like yeah as you said earlier about the abortion thing it's not based in any reality and i think what you said about the like white woman trump voter is yeah i think that's so extraordinarily true because it's such like they're this far in so it's just doubling down from here in spite of any in spite of any evidence, in spite of any developments on Earth for you to tell yourself you've lived right to this point. You, you're just doubling down. You're just like, I'm in. I'm in because it's right. And it's, you know, God said so. So there's no questioning that. And this is uh, this is the one true way to be, you know, 100 percent, because I think for people to question their beliefs, then there's the possibility of having regret and going, OK, well, I could have had a different oh life. Gosh. And even like things with like the Catholic Church, I wonder, because a lot of people, I'm sure, in Ireland would have told like what was going on. And it took a long time. And even here in America, when you watch that movie. I'm sorry now that I've gone down this road, but I think it's just spotlight. Yeah, I'm thinking of spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I think people <laughs> yeah. just didn't want to question their beliefs. And like, sure. it was just so like, no, I can't. So it, it, that can be in every walk of life where you're like, but this is what I know. And it's hard mm -hmm. to, but yeah, that's, yeah, it's all yes. wild. Yeah. Sexuality wise, as how to build a family, like what to do, all, all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's because it, the world becomes very scary and unsettling when you start, you know, thinking about other ways it could be. And like, I mean, I'm some, I'm like physically built out of regret, I feel like. So it's just like, just regret everything as soon as it happens. Like, so I think I, I'm very open to regretting things, but yeah. I definitely understand people being, you know, just committing to sort of denial in general mm -hmm. in some ways that must be a more comfortable way to live you know I'm with you on the regret thing I feel like most of my good decisions have come out of like learning from regret and I hate the feeling of regret it's shite but if oh, God, I yeah. hadn't have made those mistakes I wouldn't be where I am and like yeah just always kind of living with a like a just yeah do it so you don't regret it sort of thing like I'm I think if I were there but it's just, yeah, it's so hard because you've already got your kids and, oh, I'd hate, sure, I'd hate yeah. that to be my life, like trapped to some gobshite in middle America <laughs> with a bunch of kids. So and, if you're listening well, I mean, to this, I'm really sorry. And if you enjoy that, great. Go for it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because that's another thing is like it, sh that life has, I think if, you know, the, that is not the life I've chosen, but for some people that is perfect. Yeah. For some people that is the, per and I don't look down on it, uh, no. you know, like if that is, if this is the perfect way for you and same thing with like any sort of relationship or sexuality stuff, yeah. like if you're poly, you know, any sort of, uh, if, if someone's poly, gay, straight, whatever is a pan, ever, everything, 
fucking great as long as it's like if if it's really your thing that's that's amazing you know and once you have that attitude if it's your thing grand but don't infringe on my thing you know yeah so exactly. it's like, yeah, once, and that's the problem. It's when they feel the need to like go and like get involved in other people's business. I'm like, get out of here. Like, yes. Ireland has a real like gossiping culture, but in fairness to them, at least it's behind your back. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah exactly. Here it's like, I'm going to pick it outside your gay wedding. And you're like, fuck off. Just talk behind my back like a normal person. Yeah, get, do, yeah, exactly. Go fucking have your own party. Do yeah. this, this. This does not count. Yeah. But, um, no, 100%. What was the other question I was going to ask you? Uh, do you have any advice for people in like, oh, you know what? Actually, before I say this, that's the thing as well. People could judge you for being in a long-term relationship in New York. Like, especially those men that you say you're giving advice. It's because they can't conceive that you could be happy in a committed relationship because that's so wild to them. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, like absolutely. Absolutely. That was the case. You get uh, you get a lot of people who don't have a lot of relationship experience just like guessing at your problems, you know, and uh, and it is like I mean, I totally understand that it's like it's unusual in in general, really, but especially in our field to be with someone for, you know, I'm not 40 and I've been with someone about 20 years, you know, is like, that's crazy, you know, like that is that is rare. And I get it. But like, I mean, I, I'm also not someone who like thought I didn't think that was going to be my life. You know, I knew I wanted to do comedy stuff. So I assumed I would be kind of perpetually single moving out here. And I think the only two ways for me that anything that a real long-term relationship could work would be a, if it was someone who completely respected it, even though it does not, it is not a good idea on paper and it is very difficult to plan a life around and plan a future around uh, or be someone who also basically did it. So gets it from that aspect and that I just happened to, you know, find someone like that. But I think you're absolutely right. There are people who, especially in New York and in our field, who will see you like, oh, you're with someone for 19 years. Like that's, that's gotta be weird or something's up there, yeah. you know, just because they don't know a lot. Yeah. yeah. And like for those people, some people just want to be single, but also I think a lot of it in our field is they can't un- ever think that someone will be okay with what we do and the travel. And I think like my friend Leclerc Andre, he's been on the podcast before, but one thing he said to me was like with his wife she was just like very understanding from the start and like like you know it was very much like this is my dream and she's like yeah that's okay and they made it work so like and there's still compromise he doesn't perform on Sundays that's her day but other Mm -hmm. than that she was like oh yeah yeah, like that's fine go out and do your thing I'm doing my thing um and it's like kind of like uh immature to think that you're just going to meet people who are going to want a hundred percent of you. Like I like spending a lot of time with my partners, but you know, my boyfriend's a comedian. So we, it's not like we're like going on date night every night. We're like going to shows or we like, write right. Or and that kind of works, but also he like travels for work. And I'm like, I'm not like, yeah, you got to stay with me and not work. Like, I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. Like just call me later. Right. So it's like just trusting that you'll meet someone. But then I guess the other thing for them too, is they might just want to have the ability to hook up constantly after shows which to me is exhausting i can't oh my gosh it would be very tiring it would be like (laughs) yeah it would no it would be yeah like especially yeah 
like and just the also whoever enjoys hooking up after shows on both ends fucking god bless once again (laughs) that if if that's if that is exactly how you want to do it not hook up shaman (laughs) no absolutely not hook up shaming that sounds i mean that sounds like a very exciting life in a particular kind of way but like the you know i definitely know the people who've approached me and seemed like they wanted something to happen after shows would be that would be very exhausting that would be (laughs) that would be you know uh i'm already too tired like i love my boyfriend and we have like a great sex life but like some nights we're just like after comedy shows we're both like oh we're too tired is that right like i can't i'm well and you shouldn't and also i think like you shouldn't pressuring yourself to like oh we need to clock in and do it a certain number of times is not like you know, it should happen sometimes, you know, but, like, <laughs> yeah. but like it should, you, you shouldn't be feeling like, oh, it's got to like, I have to hit my quota all the yeah. time. You know, it's not like a fun way to go about it either. You know, no, hundred percent. So I can't imagine having the energy for a stranger that I'm not even going <laughs> to oh orgasm God. with. Like, and then they're just like <laughs> no. in my space, like get out of here. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, just at some random hotel in Cleveland. Oh yeah, absolutely not. That was, I've done a few one night stands in my time. I've had my fair share of sexual experiences, but God, that was always the worst, like waking up the next, I remember I broke up with my boyfriend in Ireland and I was like, I'm going to like, you know, have fun. Um, Oh yeah. Totally understandable. Yeah. Yeah. And I had like a few one night stands. Honestly, in hindsight, I'm surprised I didn't get murdered because there was like no safety. I was just like, I'm going with this British guy from Dicey's for anyone listening. Um, (laughs) But like it was awful because you'd be like drunk and you're like, oh, I'm just this is shite. And now I got to like leave at like 5 a.m. because I don't know if to wake up and talk to this human. No. Um, and what a terrible state to have to find stuff in just to like uh, find your shit. Like, it was the worst. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then that next day where you're kind of like and then there was another guy where I was like, oh, we're kind of clicking. And the next day you're like talking, but then you like feel the vibe from them where they're like, is she going to leave? And you're like, oh, shit, now I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, it's just all horrible. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Um, yeah. But and since I moved over here, I usually wait before I sleep with them, like just get to know them because I didn't feel very safe. Uh, now I've had the odd one night stand when I first moved over. But um, I remember I had a one night stand with a guy from Australia and he uh, it was so weird because like I just went for a shower next morning and. I would have like told him where the train was. He was like, oh, my battery's dead. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I'll, I'll like point the train. But when I came in the shower, he was gone. He like had Houdini'd out of there. He's just going to walk in a direction until he hits a train or a boat or something. Yeah. Such an idiot because I lived in East Helmerst at the time. It was a 20 minute walk oh from the train. So yeah. like, and no phone, like he should have just let me write him a map or something yeah. I, I, I yeah. think i At was rushing point, to, yeah. oh i was rushing to work that's why i jumped in the shower so like i would have had to walk to the train but i think this guy was like i'd rather go out there <laughs> into the world than have to have a conversation with this woman <laughs> <laughs> i've definitely done that uh, outside of one night stands but been like no i know where i'm going just to like get out of a friend hang oh, or something but i've gotten yes. off the train at the wrong stop just so i didn't have to deal with someone Oh, just absolutely committed to it. Invent. Yeah. I'm like, I'll do a fine. I'll do an errand in this neighborhood. I don't care. Like, absolutely. Just there, there is, there is definite value in just leaving. 
I had, do you ever, this is a bit silly that I do this sometimes and a bit pathetic, but like I had this like really weird interaction with this guy on the train during COVID, but he wasn't wearing his mask and everybody was wearing the mask and it was like height. And I was like, and he's a comedian, but I was like, oh God, I don't really want, I can't really deal with like the judgment of people looking at me. So I kind of just was like, yeah, I'm just going to sit and play on my phone. And yeah. um, yeah, you don't want to co-sign. You don't want to be forced into co-signing this I, guy's bullshit. Yeah. yeah but anyway then I went I saw him a couple of times at shows and he was very rude like just kind of like where I was like this is a little odd I wonder yeah, you don't it's... say everything I'm hearing about this guy sounds so cool but yeah go ahead well then so I checked our last message because I was just like nosy and like I checked yeah. our last messages and it had been like him asking me to do something from like two years ago and then me going oh my god I didn't realize I wasn't following you I just followed you back I'm so sorry and him being like no no worries but then I was like, he's being so rude and weird. And our last message interaction was quite nice. I checked to see if he was still following me, but he had unfollowed me since then and not removed my follow, which is like, I'm not your fan. So don't be doing that. But I was like, <laughs> oh, he obviously was bothered by that interaction because there's no, I, we had no other interaction since. And he was trying to talk to me, but I, I was just so aware that everybody yeah. was staring at us. And he was the one person. When I, and I mean, this was like peak covid and i was oh, going to work Katie, the, yeah say no more this is like i i definitely feel like the worst effect on my health being on the train is not possibly actually getting sick it's my blood pressure when i see <laughs> the person who just thinks they're fucking better than everybody yeah. and that they get to be the one that doesn't wear the mask wearing a mask is not fun i get it i don't like it but the the, the person on the train who's just openly mask off and like looking around like they're the hero that they've figured everything out in a way no one else has yes everything about this guy tracks of course he would unfollow you in a cowardly <laughs> manner leave you following him of course this is this is just a a paint straight ticket vote paint by numbers asshole uh that is it yeah oh my god i hate it and he's not funny either so it's like come on of course he's not funny that's uh, yeah that's yes that is that's part of this straight ticket vote absolutely not funny absolutely never never has thought uh that it like has always thought it's the audience fault if yes. if he bombs this is this is definitely i don't know who we're talking about but i do know uh personality type and yeah it's a guy who's gotten screwed over by everything uh my my guess is that he probably thinks he has not gotten a lot of opportunities because he's yeah. a white guy oh uh, yeah he's a white guy yeah. <laughs> and i'm a white guy too i get it <laughs> but so yeah funny. but that uh, is funny because there is i'm um, for the listeners like inside baseball is um, there's a lot of uh, comedians who feel a little bit hard done by whether it's they feel like women are getting opportunities or uh, now minorities uh, specifically are getting a lot of opportunities and they're like oh no there's no place for me as a white guy and it's like pretty much when you go see the shows there's like one person of color and one woman and there's still like six white guys so you still have if you're not as funny as the six white guys and you're only getting in there because there was eight white guys you have <laughs> a lot of work to do and there is. <laughs> right you got to be the you got to be the sixth best white guy yeah, uh, yeah. for sure yeah and that then, is um, yeah there was this comedian this other comedian who's very nice like and lovely but i mean i don't know why he wants to die on this hill but he was posting in tweets being like they just don't want to have me on SNL or whatever opportunity he had he was like because I'm a white guy and it's like I've only watched SNL a couple of times it's not really like 
I just like I just don't watch a lot of comedy stuff like that. I should mm-hmm. probably, but um, I'm sure Pete Davidson is white. Colin, that Colin guy, whatever. Colin Jost is the whitest person there is. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, there, um, yeah, a lot. There's a lot of there's like a couple of white. Kyle players. Mooney, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Alex, uh, Alex Moffat, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mikey Day. <laughs> some yeah. of the most successful comedians are you know white men. So saying. That yeah. yeah, that's just like it's like they probably just said that to me to let you down nice, handle the rejection and go get funnier. <laughs> yeah. And like I know, and like I was like I know of like uh of I mean two jobs off the top of my head that uh I d- I was not considered for because of a, a white guy quota. But I think what guys have to what white guys need to tell themselves is like how many other times they're not thinking of that it worked in their favor. Like it's, I'm not saying that it, I I know for a fact that I, that it can exist that being a white guy in, in in a specific, in a very, like very zoomed in way. I'm like one job, it can work against you sometimes, but every other time you're not thinking of, it was pretty great to be a white guy. Like Mm -hmm. every, and like, I think these people like do not, they they can't let themselves feel that right like yeah. and they and they don't feel every time it went right because they're like well that's just how the world's supposed to be you know <laughs> because yeah. that is the world they grew up in and they like will sometimes argue well the funny is funny and you should just have the funniest person and I think let's say for like my transplant show I try to book um as diverse a lineup as possible but they're always like the funniest people it's just that as well I want the funniest and I want the audience to be able to see a part of themselves without the within the show so like it doesn't and it, it's very, like it's very quick to be like well I'm funnier and it's like you might be funnier to a certain demographic but actually like I go up to bloody um oh there's a place and I think it's Connecticut or New York and when I performed there they weren't my audience they were old white granny like they mm-hmm. don't want to hear a woman talking about her dating life or whatever and that's fine I'm not you know like a, the older white guy just did better there and that's okay and right. um, that's just not my audience so he might be funnier in that situation but let's put him in New York in front of a crowd of younger people I'm funnier and they're gonna laugh harder because right. oh well this is my audience so it's like saying like oh you're the funnier person well they're looking at like if it's a TV show they're trying to like bring in all these people all these um uh it's just not correct and like funny is so mm. objective like sometimes it, it, like, yes people are laughing at stuff and i'm like i don't fuck like americans specifically i'm like they're laughing at comedians <laughs> sure. on stage and i'm like i don't get this at all um, sure. i don't even know killing. where the joke theoretically is in this yeah and I, they're absolutely. murdering and i'm like i don't think this would do well in ireland at all so yeah. again <laughs> but like i'm seeing them kill so I'm yeah like, I guess it's funny. <laughs> right. And in, in that case, it's like, yeah, I, I can't I can't argue with it because it's working, but it doesn't mean I have to like it, too. Yeah. And also, as a white guy, it's just it's just better to be on a lineup that is not all you like, yeah. even from the most selfish perspective. Like it is I, I, I like I've started when I'm on the road headlining. And it like if I have say in any opener, it's obviously nice to bring an opener. But I'm like, I would like it, like one woman on the show would be nice. And I'm not saying that to be like a fucking progressive hero here, but it's like I've just had enough of like white guy up for 15, white guy up for 30, and now I'm up for 45. And and my stuff's not like theirs necessarily, but it's just like I mean, 
it would be nice to have a little variety in the in whatever place you can, you know. I completely agree. Hundred, and that was like even another back to the comments. Someone wrote on some old TikTok of mine. I don't even know how I saw it recently, but it was some guy, and he was like, "You're not funny," and I didn't reply anything because I was like, "Yeah, not to you," and that's fine. That's no, and who and who is I'm this? I'm funny sad to fuck. this other eighty nine. <laughs> K thousand people, <laughs> yeah, so that's fine, you know. And you know, and maybe one day they'll decide I'm not funny and they'll move away. But other people will come in and decide I'm funny. So it's like funny, like to even be like you're not funny. It's like yeah, okay, that's fine. Go watch your whatever you like, yeah, weirdo. Sure, and it's like, and uh, to a degree, it is objectively wrong <laughs> too. It is like he could say if someone's not funny to you, then you're right about to you. Yeah, but like. The, but the kind of like sad cretin that logs on to TikTok and then like types the comment in you're not funny. It's like, what do you what do you think this is going to do? You came to my video of me being funny that people are clearly yeah. people are enjoying to some degree. So, yeah, you, I, you don't think it's funny. I believe you. So that I, I, I like it I believe also, the, it yeah. was funny because it was the one I, I do the odd like informational Irish thing just where I'm just like I just think it's really interesting I want to share this with the world so it was the one thing where mm-hmm. I wasn't I was actually not <laughs> trying to be funny I oh, was yeah. genuine about how polite the Irish language is and he was like you're not funny and I was like yeah like I mean yeah <laughs> Like this video, yeah, that's not what this is. Funny, um, <laughs> right. you're, you're which stressed. is somehow even sadder. It's even sadder to log on to a video that's not intending to be funny to say not funny, yeah. like what? And then, but it shows you completely the sort of uh mental map this person is working with. You know, they oh, think they're coming yeah. in with a zing, and it's like, boy, you got lost, you know. And the fact that they get mad, it's them getting mad that I'm doing something that I love, that they feel. And it's like, you're a fucking loser. Before yes. we go, can I ask you something, though, quickly? Um, yes. Well, first, do you have any advice for long term couples and how to keep it like fresh, I guess, if that's sex or just the relationship in general? I. Uh- yeah, I mean, like, I think you, this, I mean, I'm not trying to be comedy specific, but you mentioned a thing about a friend of yours said uh, he doesn't perform on Sundays. Uh, so I think, like, whatever your job is, like, I don't think it's as simple as saying, like, do a date night, because it doesn't have to be a date or anything. But, like, I typically, I don't perform on Sundays or Mondays unless it's, like, a good show. And uh, unless it's, like, a particularly good show on, on, on these days. And I think it's to have, like, to give yourself a day every week, a day or two, where you just, the, the prior, priority is to be with the other person. You know, like, I think that is an important thing, because if you start going day by day and letting your calendar fill up, it's very easy to not actually just watch a fucking movie for three weeks. And then it doesn't matter how long you've been together. It's harder to, like, make a move. It's harder to get close to this person. It's harder to to not even like I'm not even talking like get in sex mood, but like to get in the mood where you're actually being affectionate and connecting with each other I think is very difficult if you're not like going you know having some sort of intention of like this is uh this is our day you know and that day it doesn't have to be just you it can be like spending time with friends you both like and then you go home too you know um but yeah I would I think that's that's an important thing to do yeah, I think that's great advice my um my friend who just came out of a long-term relationship was like saying that 
they he'd wish they'd done if anything he learned from that and advice he would pass on was he wished he'd done more of that like um again quote unquote date night um because he was saying to me like me and my boyfriend have been together over six months but on our six months I was like oh we're going out for dinner and he usually pays for the dinners because uh, I have no money mm-hmm. and um <laughs> sure. and I'm a woman so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's a there's a couple points in my favor here yeah. one I can't and two I shouldn't yeah, I pay twenty dollars a month for period stuff. So, um, I will. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I will like tip and stuff like that. But like for the most part, I like I do like when um, uh, and it always does come around because then you're like, I'll get a drink here. But I just think there's something nice about like, and we don't go out for a lot of dinners. But I've always liked when the guy picks up the check because it's just like this makes me feel good. Um, um <laughs> yeah, I think, that, and I think that's perfectly fine and understandable. <laughs> and it's it's like also beyond the money part of it, it's just like. I'm big in any signal the other person gives that tells you they want to be here. I think that's a big thing too, because I think in like a long-term relationship, it's easy to be like, well, you, you know, uh, you know, you know, we love each other and all this, but like, especially personally for uh, someone who was like never very good at, at, at initiating a first move, like for kiss for anything. It's like, I think it's very important to me to be to feel like actually wanted because I don't want to be a problem for anyone else you know what I mean so I think like and I think when someone takes you out for dinner and pays for it beyond the money part it's like oh this person wanted to do this this was something nice for them and it makes you feel wanted and they're invested you're like oh they want to see me Mm -hmm. again when people put their money where their mouth is it's like uh, they are investing they want to see me again and I think then a great thing for the other person is to be like well I'm getting the tip because sometimes the bill like the or I'm going to get a drink afterwards or uh, next time I'm going to bring you out for coffee and it's like whatever your money like I can't afford we went for dinner last night and I was like Leland I can't I can't eat here this is too expensive and he was like no no no, this is on me tonight (laughs) and I was like okay I'll get the tip but again and he ate like way more so it's fine so I'd hate to be like they're stressed out having to pay 50% of like not even what I'm going to eat and not this is it just it's just not in my and then being like worried about money but for our six months um oh I had he had moved and I like or I had moved and he helped me but he put all these coins in my room into like a money jar and he got me the money jar and everything and I said like oh when I get it like when I smash it well I'll bring us out for dinner I was like a thanks but that's what we did for our six months we went out for dinner oh that's great yeah and like my roommate was like oh I love that because every month we've been together I'd like kept an eye on the date because from when we first kissed we were pretty much together straight away because we knew each other for four years on and off and and my my ex-boyfriend in Ireland we didn't we kind of like we had a date night but then that became football night because football and then it was hard because I was in college and I worked full-time and I think that's where we kind of lost a lot of the connection near the end um well and it's and yeah I think it's very easy to like uh on a day-to-day basis justify the not being together and of course that has to happen sometimes you know and things come up whatever but it's very easy for one day to turn into another into another and then it's like you know it's rafts that drift away during the night you know and then you look up and it's so much harder to get back like when it's uh when it's you when you haven't noticed a day-to-day movement but then it's like oh wow we haven't really like been like connected in the way we are at our best in a while you know it's a guaranteed day once a month then that you're going to go out for dinner and celebrate and for my boyfriend on the the day we were going to do it he was like oh there's like a late night thing at new york 
where you could just sign up but like you'd be there for like an hour and a half and he was like oh can we can I can I go do that afterwards and I was like you want to seem like chill and cool but also then I would just be annoyed later so I was like actually it's really important to me it's one day and it is six months and I would probably be annoyed if I had to just like I'm not going to go do that in New York and um yeah I don't want to put a time on the dinner and like again it is just one day and then he was like no you're right and then I felt guilty because I was like oh well like he doesn't have any shows <laughs> sure. this week so and I was like well look if you want to do it like we and he was like no you're right it's important and it's important to like make sure that we ho- like our relationship is important and that we do yeah. things and I can do that next week and I was like oh, okay so also just like saying what you want instead of just trying to please the other person because then you will be a bit annoyed about it later too yeah. And I think like in the the tone of saying what you want also, like, I think because of your own guilt, it's easy to feel like you have to pre-apologize yeah. or to either like pre-apologize for it or to be like already annoyed in tone at yeah. either of those. And it like usually doesn't have to be either. It can be like, it can be like a positive thing where it's just like, Honestly, I would I, I would really like it if we could just spend tonight together. It's it, you know, it's like a big day and it would be it would be fun for me if we could, you know, and uh, yeah, and because I, I, I think th- there doesn't have to be negative uh, as much negative tension as we, I think, tell ourselves that oh, is yeah. already baked into it, you know. I completely agree with you because when you just say it like I'd actually love if we could just spend and it's kind of like it's kind of important to me and I think you know we're so busy all the time with other stuff and because especially with us me and him our dates are usually surrounded around comedy we're going and then we're going to the shows and we're meeting afterwards so I was like and when it wasn't that important it was like more it's more like an open mic type of night I was like do we really have to but then to him he's like oh my god you're right this is important to her it should be important to me and easy peasy and I think yeah you can just say it like oh this is like important to me and then the usually the person will be like oh, all right yeah but if you're like hey yeah. fuck you you should know this. <laughs> then you're like fuck you you should know that i want to do this i want to run this new joke and it becomes like a yeah thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely the like the not the not pre having to pre-apologize too much and the not having to like start the argument already is like i think very is is a very good way to go into those sort of you yeah. know possible conflicts like well, this was great. Thank you so much for doing it. Where can people find you? Oh, thanks for having me. This was great. Uh, you can find me at Kevin McCaff on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram. It's just at, at Kevin McCaff on all those things. And uh, I have a, uh, a couple of podcasts, but I'll say the I have a Sex in the City podcast called Sex in the City. It's myself and the very funny TV writer named John Daly. We've watched all the episodes now. We're getting ready for the reboot. Uh, and we have a lot of, a lot of fun over there. And yeah, if people like, uh, like relationship talk, we do a lot of that on that show, uh, too. So, uh, sex and the city, would be that one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.